Welcome to Celestial Insights, a weekly podcast that brings the stars down to earth. I'm your host, astrologer, coach, and intuitive Celeste Brooks. My purpose is to provide practical, unique, and insightful guidance to help you navigate the energies of the week like a boss. This is Celeste of Astrology by Celeste, and on this episode, I will discuss the astrology for the week of April 30th, 2023. We are in the heart of eclipse season, and it's a great time to come for an astrology reading. Eclipses are a reset in many ways, and so what comes next may be very different than what has gone on before. Remember, all readings are booked on my website, astrologybyceleste.com. There also is a link in the show notes. So come for a reading if you'd like some insight into what may be coming up for you in the coming near future. The theme of this week is Secrets Revealed, and there are three big things I want you to think about as we move through this week. It can be very tumultuous because we are in the heart of eclipse season, a time of big changes that often have a faded nature to them. The first is that Pluto, the planet of power and transformation, is going to station to go retrograde on May 1st until October 10th. And retrogrades are optical illusions and where it appears that a planet moves backwards through the zodiac. And Pluto is now at zero degrees of Aquarius, so it's going to move back into the sign of Capricorn and wrapping up the work that we're doing there. Pluto has to do more about the larger collective than necessarily in our own lives. And Pluto breaks things down to the studs in order to be rebuilt. And so this Pluto dancing back and forth between the signs of Capricorn, the sign of big business and government, and Aquarius, the sign of the collective, It's like power to the people versus power to the authorities. And there's this back and forth tension that we are seeing and is an ongoing struggle. And the United States is having our Pluto return where there's all sorts of things that are coming to light about our values. The United States has Pluto in the second house of values and resources, as well as, you know, financial things. We're seeing like the fight for democracy versus autocracy, all kinds of things, the fights about women's reproductive rights. Yeah, so these big epic changes, there's this real tension that's going on. And when a planet like Pluto stations retrograde or direct five days before or after is when we tend to see something happen. There's often like some kind of natural disaster like a volcanic eruption or, or some kind of earthquake or something somewhere in the world is possible. But I'm thinking for this Pluto and Aquarius, I'm wondering if there'll be something around, I don't know if it's just around the retrograde, but in this eclipse season about medical breakthroughs is something that I'm getting with this because we can think about Aquarius as also a sign of technology and about major transformations with technology is 
possible. We also may be seeing some of the fighting that's going on around the world get even more brutal or Recently in Chicago, we had, this is part of the eclipse season, a group of teens using, you know, Twitter or something to meet up and cause mayhem happened recently. So we may be seeing some more of that sort of thing, unfortunately, or around this weekend, there could be like people banding together to cause some kind of chaos, unfortunately. I'm really wondering if there will be a power couple that breaks up or is revealed to be dating around this time. It could also be like a powerful alliance comes together or breaks down among like big companies or countries, things like that could be coming up. I'm wondering about Clarence Thomas, something about more information about his wife potentially coming up or him and his wife, the Supreme Court justice, who's been found to be doing some unethical things. I think there's going to be some big news. Mercury is conjunct the sun at the time that Pluto stations to go retrograde. So we shall see the outer planet retrogrades. I just find they don't have as deeply a personal So just keep an eye on reversals, return to previous situations, delays, that sort of thing comes up when planets retrograde related to Pluto topics of power, control, surveillance, obsession, death, rebirth, transformation, that sort of thing. The next thing I want to make you aware of is that Venus is having two important transits this week. Venus rules things like love, beauty, money, relationships, and it's going to square Neptune on Thursday and then sextile Jupiter. So Venus is in Gemini and it's going to square Neptune and Pisces. So this could be a relationship goes up in smoke or two relationships do because Gemini likes to do things twice. Venus square Neptune could also be like money going up in smoke because that sextile to Jupiter's in Aries. So there may be financial news or inflation news with this transit. Now, Venus square Neptune is rose-colored glasses kind of being removed. So some people who have thought this, they may find something out about a deception going on with someone they're in relationship with that makes them very angry. Jupiter and Aries, Jupiter just makes everything bigger and Aries could be anger. That's possible. It's not a good time to get some kind of cosmetic surgery or something like that. I can see, you know, you look at the mirror and you're like, oh my God, I look terrible. And Jupiter and Aries like very upset about the whole thing could be possible. But I think something's going to be going on in the collective. This could be like I said about like a power couple breaking up or a famous couple breaking up or something about siblings, Venus and Gemini, female siblings, something going on with that. So look, for news about, you know, Venus topics that have a Neptunian air to them, which is about dissolving, deception, going away, something like that, or also about like compassion or charities, also Neptunian topics, and then as well about Aries. So Jupiter and Aries, Jupiter makes everything bigger. Aries rules things like competition, could be a sports thing. 
It also rules anger and fighting and all of that kind of stuff. So it could also be like a public breakup or you could see a couple and you're out to lunch and a couple gets into a fight and then breaks up. It is eclipse season after all. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how those two transits show up in the news and stories. The last thing I want to make you aware of is that we're going to have a lunar eclipse on Friday, May 15th, and it's at 14 degrees and 58 minutes of Scorpio. So that's essentially 15 degrees of Scorpio, which is a highly visible world point. The sun will be at 15 degrees of Taurus, the moon at 15 degrees of Scorpio in an opposition. All is revealed. It is an eclipse, so there will be full exposure of some people or some topics whose charts are activated by this transit. There may be big news about Scorpio topics, about big wealth, big banking, that sort of thing. There also could be stories about like horrific kind of murders, that sort of thing. Scorpio rules death and brutality. It could be things about, you know, intensification of violence in conflicts around the world, whether it's in Ukraine or Sudan or Israel or wherever. There's so many, so many things or like some fighting may commence around these topics. People who have personal planets or angles in the fixed signs of Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius are likely to be most affected or we most likely will see something about them. Marjorie Taylor Greene is a congressperson who's very controversial, adversarial, outrageous in the United States. And she has her moon in the sign of Leo. So she's always doing intention-seeking things as well as at this eclipse, the sun and the moon are squaring. Black moon Lilith can be like a woman who refuses to be subservient or tamed or acts outrageously on the shadow sides. And she is definitely a black moon Lilith type person. And she had to be silenced in certain committee hearings because she says things that are so inappropriate. I wonder if she might lose her committee assignments around this time, that's possible. I've always already talked about how Clarence Thomas, his south node is at his midheaven, which is right right here. It's right around 14 degrees of Scorpio. Maybe there will be like his problems will lead to him being censured or having to step down off the court or even more stories will be revealed about him and his accepting wealth and donations from this billionaire friend of his that's possible. Joe Biden is a Scorpio. There could be news about him related to this or something revealed. I really feel like they're going to be incredibly big secrets revealed. Mercury's retrograde Secrets are going to be unearthed during this eclipse in this week. It's a great time for purging. So a wonderful energy in order to get rid of things that you no longer need. So if you want to clean out your closets, clean up your diet, all of these sorts of things are great to do at this eclipse. 
This eclipse is part of a moon phase family that had a new moon in Scorpio on November 4th of 2021 at 12 degrees of Scorpio. At the first quarter moon, the sun was in Leo and the moon was in Scorpio. And that was on August 5th of 2022. So take a look back there at 13 degrees. And now we have the full moon where all is revealed. So see if there are pivot points around these dates in your life, because there may be a continuation of this story or something important about it happening at this eclipse. And the cycle will start to end on February 2nd, 2024, where the sun is in Aquarius and the moon is in Scorpio at that last quarter moon. So yeah, if something comes up, that's the next time you'll likely see some kind of pivot point. On Sunday, the word of the day is intricacies. We start the week with the moon in Virgo. Virgo is earth energy where we can use this to be practical, stable, and grounded. It's a great time for decluttering or bringing order to chaos. And I want you to remember that Mercury is retrograde in the sign of Taurus We want to slow down, double check things. Mercury is also on this day going to be what's called contraparallel Jupiter, which is kind of like a secret opposition. So you could have all these, like you can be working on this really big thing, Jupiterian like vision or project or something. But with Mercury retrograde, forgetting to cross the I's or dot the T's can cause things to go sideways because Mars and Venus are both also out of bounds this week. So like they're answering to themselves. So Mars and Cancer, the sign of its fall, it's been out of bounds for a long time, but it's like kind of careening wildly in the heavens, essentially. And so impulsive actions are not paying attention because Venus, we're feeling a little lazy and not wanting to do everything. Yeah, you can miss things. So keep this in mind all week. Venus is conjunct Capella, the fixed star Capella, and it can be a great day for singing. So keep that in mind. Yeah, sing out loud. Sing like nobody is listening. On Monday, the word of the day is rumbling. So yeah, we may start hearing some drip drips of what the big secret is that's going to be revealed this week or one of them. There may be a host of them with the lunar eclipse coming up. This is the day Pluto stations retrograde. There could potentially be natural disasters or something like that. We shall see. When the sun squared Pluto the day after the eclipse was a day Elon Musk, SpaceX launched some unmanned rocket that like exploded within minutes. That could also be something that comes some kind of, you know, big catastrophe that is explosive on this day. And also Mercury retrograde will meet the sun. So when Mercury goes to the heart of the sun, it's called Kazemi. This is happening at 4.27 p.m. Pacific time. This is a great time to get quiet and still because you may get some like really big insights that come in at this time, like you can get great downloads. So think about just taking some time and stopping and seeing what emerges. At 4 p.m., the moon enters the gibbous phase at 26 degrees of Virgo. 
The moon is pregnant with possibilities. This is a great time this week for connecting with others. But, you know, just watch out for impulsivity with uh, making commitments you don't necessarily want to keep. The moon will enter the sign of Libra at 11.08 p.m. Pacific time. Libra moons are a time for, you know, considering your partnerships. It's an air sign. Libra likes to connect. Great to be you know, thinking about how we can be diplomatic with the moon in Libra. How can we seek win-win solutions? But because Mars and Venus are out of bounds, let's not rush things. Really watch to not rush things. Fools rush in, remember. On Tuesday, the word of the day is grace. There are a lot of biquintiles on this day. And biquintiles, it's a 144 degree aspect. It's the fifth harmonic where two planets can like in unique creative ways synthesize the energy. It's a soft aspect. So Venus and Gemini and Pluto in Aquarius are biquintile. The moon in Libra will make a biquintile with the sun in Taurus as well as Saturn and Pisces and Uranus and Taurus. So this can be a day of amazing creativity. Think about that. Enjoy these little grace notes and see what magic emerges and just write things down. On Wednesday, May 3rd, the word of the day is happy. This is my birthday, so happy birthday to me. I am kind of liking my solar return chart. We shall see. Now, Mercury is contraparallel Uranus on this day. And Uranus rules astrology. And I am contemplating, and actually I'm going to do it, a beginner astrology class I'm going to be teaching in the fall. So I like that I have this Mercury-Uranus opposition. I will be working on preparing a course on astrology. Yeah, that's great. Now it can be very sexy. Also, Venus is contra-parallel Pluto. So watch out for getting into power struggles, especially with the ones you love on this day. Yeah, there's a bit of tension. The moon will square Mars, but that can just give us energy and drive to achieve things with that energy. So we shall see how it goes. But yeah, if you'd like to buy Astrology by Celeste, that's me, a coffee or a cocktail, or, you know, support the podcast monthly, you can go to the link in the show notes. I so love gifts. I am a Taurus after all. On Thursday, the word of the day is bubbles. The moon enters the sign of Scorpio at 7.32 a.m. Pacific time. And Scorpio is a water sign. It's deep waters. There can be a lot of intensity. This can also be very sexy. Now, Venus squares Neptune on this day. So yeah, if you go out to a nightclub, drink a little too much champagne, put on those champagne goggles, and then the next day you're like, "Uh uh-oh. Who did I meet? So watch out. You can feel, have a lot of romantic illusions around someone that bubbles or burst in the light of day. So keep that in mind. Yeah, secrets may be revealed. Venus is in Gemini. Neptune's in Pisces. They're both at 26 degrees. 
And then shortly after, a few hours later, Venus sextiles Jupiter and Aries, both at 27 degrees. So it will be interesting. These two transits have to be tied in some kind of way. So notice that they're tied together in your own life. Now, Venus sextile Jupiter, that can be just getting wonderful gifts or blessings, feeling lazy and indulgent or just desiring a pleasure can be what this means. But this could be a really, really lucky day that if you need to celebrate something, this is a great day for celebration. Yeah, I kind of like it. On Friday, the word of the day is shook. So Mercury retrograde as parallel Uranus. Hopefully there won't be some big earthquake. We did have an earthquake in California, but it was pretty small on the solar eclipse day. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I kind of was a little nervous about that Pluto stationing chart for the West Coast. We shall see. Yeah, there can be surprises that emerge that leave people feeling a little shaken. Think about that song, We're All Shook Up. Yeah, that might be the, the theme of this eclipse. But I also think this eclipse has a lot of like powerful, but really positive for healing, like especially in relationships where you've been together a long time, it could be a great time to let go of resentments that have built up. Can you do that? Yeah, that can be a wonderful thing to do during this eclipse. At the full moon, all can be revealed and it can be a time for forgiveness. Also, just think about all the things you've worked on this year so far. Celebrate any of the wins, especially where it took a fixed nature. Taurus and Scorpio are fixed signs where you really stuck to something and achieved something. So think about that. The lunar eclipse is at 10.33 a.m. Pacific time, and it's at 14, but almost 15 degrees of Scorpio. So see where it's falling in your chart. The sun will be shining in the house opposite it. Something may be illuminated that you have an emotional response to in the house related to the eclipse. On Saturday, the word of the day is recovery. Sometimes people have full moon hangovers, and especially this eclipse in Scorpio may be really, really intense because it's so close to Uranus. There's a very Uranian nature to it. The sun will be within four degrees of Uranus, the moon opposite Uranus. Yeah, so it could be quite, quite intense. So take it slow on this day. Give yourself time to recover and just have a lazy Saturday. If you can, the moon will enter the sign of Sagittarius at 1.03 p.m. Pacific time. I love Sagittarius moons. This energy is fiery and feisty. This can be a great night to have some kind of new adventure on that evening. So you can think about that with this day. So I hope you have a wonderful week. Take good care of yourself. Feel free to take it extra easy with the eclipse. So that's it for this week's episode. Feel free to email me at Celeste at astrologybyceleste.com with any astrology and action stories about the eclipse or any other transits of the week. Or let me know how the daily themes are playing out for you. Take care and I'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to Celestial Insights. To learn more about my work, please visit my website, astrologybyceleste.com, where I offer personal readings, 
temporary consultations, cosmic coaching, group events, and classes to help guide people to higher levels of fulfillment. You can also find me on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Facebook at Astrology by Celeste. If you enjoyed Celestial Insights, please help others find the show. Follow, rate it five stars, or write a nice review. I would so appreciate it. I'm astrologer, coach, and intuitive Celeste Brooks, and I'll be back next week. 